Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is May. And today we'll be reviewing Again the Magic by Lisa Klepus. So this is point five in the Wallflowers series and was published in 2004. It's a prequel. It is, but it also falls immediately between Worth Any Price and Secrets of a Summer Night. So it's it's really a bridge between the Bow Street Runner series and the Wallflower series. Oh. So since we have just recently read Worth Any Price right. and we're going to read the Wallflowers, I thought, why not go in order and read this one? That makes sense. How does this one tie into Worth Any Price? Is Gideon in it? No, no, it only ties in because of Westcliff. Oh. Because he was in Worth Any Price, remember? Right, 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 right. But I didn't know if either of the two romantic leads had been in. No, okay. No. I didn't think so. That's so why it didn't it stick out to me. It does okay. make more sense to group it, I guess, with the Wallflowers because it, it does have a lot of Westcliff. Yeah. But, and, and doesn't refer to anyone in the Bow Street Runners. But I, 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 I don't know the publication history, so I don't know if she was thinking, oh, I'm going to publish The Wallflowers, or if she just published this as a standalone. So remember, my theory is that to Lisa Klepus, Westcliff is the perfect aristocrat. Yes. So he was introduced in Worth Any Price. And then my, I, I don't know exactly how she did it, because the next two books, he is present, but he is not the hero. Right. So She was holding out for a woman good enough for him. Yeah. Or something. Or something. All right. That makes sense. I actually hadn't caught on that yeah. this... I guess it, I, mean, I knew Westcliff was in Worth Any Price, obviously, but right. I hadn't sort of figured out that this would have taken place in that space in her canon. Yeah. So we are planning on reviewing The Wallflowers, but I thought, let's let's throw this one in there since we did Lady Sophia's Lover and yeah. Worth Any Price. And clearly we're just on the Klepa strain, so yeah. riding it away. All right. So, uh, as usual, let's start with the book jacket. She gave him her innocence. Lady Aline Marsden was brought up to marry a man of her own class, but from the moment she meets John McKenna, she, she risks everything to be with him. He gave her his heart. Although their love is forbidden, McKenna's passion for the beautiful Aline is too compelling to deny. When their secret is discovered, their world is shattered. McKenna is forced to leave forever, unaware that the only reason Aline has given him up is to save him. Now McKenna has returned, a powerful man determined to take revenge against the woman who broke his heart. But the magic between them burns as fiercely as ever, and as McKenna uncovers Aline's deepest secret, together they discover a love that will defy fate itself. I'm really glad fate was capitalized. Yeah. This is a horrible summary. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> like, really horrible. Pretty bad. First of all, they don't have sex. No. She, she does not give him her innocence. Yeah. Second of all, it doesn't mention the fact that he, like, went off to New York and yep. got real rich and yep. nobody knew he was coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Or that her father was, like, the driving force yeah. between their forced exile. Yeah. But... To be fair, this this book is pretty wacko. That's true. So I think it's hard to capture it. This this book is really this is it's it's not sinister level wacko. Nothing is. But it is pretty wacko. That's true. All right. So this week our randomly generated number was thirty four. So I'm gonna start because I know Lane has a treat for you. All right. Here's mine. Aline broke up with McKenna to protect his life and his future. Now he's back and he's looking for revenge. Aline's not worried, though. She can handle whatever McKenna throws her way in bed. Okay. I mean, and normally I would say that was pretty good. But pretty good. No comparison here. Come to my window. 
that's where I'm going to break up with you. Come to my window once you're rich and mad. Come to my window. Don't take off my skirt. Don't take off, don't take off my skirt. <laughs> I added some words to the end. <laughs> to make, to make it feel the 34. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. I mean that was that was beautiful, Lane. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I was really inspired. It was a really good one. <laughs> it was a really good one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So the tropes, as you may have as you may have heard, this is a story of young love. It is. He was um a orphaned stable boy, yeah, farm groom, worker, whatever, on who, their estate. And she was the daughter of an awful duke. No, uh, Earl. Sorry, an awful Earl. Earl. <laughs> awful Earl who treated her poorly and, and was overprotective and just a mean, mean dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then they they, they meet as, as very young mm -hmm. and grow up together and then fall in love with each other as one does. And he is painfully aware of their different stations mm -hmm. and therefore does not allow her to seduce him in the way she wishes to. Yeah. Although, I mean, they do have some pretty hot makeup, make outs. They do. Excuse me, not makeups. They have a lot of some, some, you know, some hot, I, I don't want to call it like hot high school sex because that's not what it is, but it, it is definitely like innocent hooking up. Yes. You know? Youthful, innocent hooking up. Like, he up. can't resist her, but right. he also won't ruin her. Yes. I mean, he's a very Claypus hero. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing to be upset with. But of course they get caught. <laughs> they get caught. As young love does. Right. And her father is just, like, banishing him. Yeah. Her, her father is is basically like, well, his father's like, I'm going to beat him. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, 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 please don't help him find another job somewhere else. You can't ruin his future. And so her father says, fine, then you make sure that he will never come back sniffing around in your shirts ever again. Well, but it's worse than that. She says her father's going to ruin his life. Yes. And she says, I'm still a virgin, but not for long. And basically tells her father that if she treats, he treats McKenna with anything less than respect, she's just going to screw whoever mm -hmm. to make sure that everything he wanted doesn't get achieved anyway. Right. So, you know, her dad's a great guy. Great guy. So this is, this is 100% those scenes, one of those scenes where you tell the dog to get out of here and then mm -hmm. he's like, no, get yes, out of here. I never yes. loved you anyway. Yep. Eh. That's what Aline does to McKenna. So basically he's in the habit of scaling her window mm -hmm. and he had to stop when they started getting handsy because mm -hmm. he was like, if I go into her bedroom, we are screwed. Mm -hmm. But the second he finds out he's banished, his first thought is for her. So mm -hmm. he goes to find out if she's okay to either stay and fight for her or take her with him or whatever needs to be done. And she breaks up with him mm -hmm. in like no The worst terms. possible way. Yeah. You know, basically lying. Oh, you were just a plaything to me all right. along. I so never had any feelings The total you. fake breakup, yep. which is so tropey. It's so tropey. Um, so of course he comes back, but now he's loaded and successful and yeah. hotter than hell. Yeah, he goes, and she doesn't have a daddy in the way anymore. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is such a Claypus book. Yes. In in a good way. So he's gone off and so he is the lower class man made good. So he is a real rich. He went to America. He went to America. Duh. He became a financier or I don't know exactly what he does but oh, he makes relevant. money. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. He's rich and makes a lot of money. 
And so, um, of course, though, even though he's coming back more eligible than ever, he's mad at her and yeah. wants to ruin her life. Mm-hmm. And she has a secret that means she doesn't feel she's worthy of him anymore. My God, the secret is so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Can I just, and I'm just going to spoil it right do now it. because it's insane. Her whole lower body was burned in a gas fire yeah. while waiting for a letter from him? Yeah, she was waiting. So he never wrote to her, but he wrote to the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And so she was down in the kitchen waiting to get this letter so she could just know that he was alive and out there in the world thriving. Yep. And what happens? She gets grease in her vagina. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't get there because... But anyway, all... all I guess everything below the crotch, the crotch area <laughs> is burned. Singed. Yeah. And she almost dies and takes her years to recover. Like, literally, it's, mm-hmm. it's a terrible thing. But... She eventually now she's she is old enough and recovered enough that she can walk and dance and seems normal. Mm-hmm. Except if you looked at it, it's I guess really hideous and awful. And so she has decided she's never going to get married because she's disfigured. Right. Um, and then who should show up? But this guy. But this guy. So of course, she's been celibate by yeah. self-imposition. Also, we have to pull out. So this is a novella. It's short. I it's it short. It's really short. It's short, but I I think it's a short full length novel. Okay, so it's somewhere between a novella and a novel yeah. in length. Not it's a short only novel. Do you have this a plot, but McKenna's financier partner, yes, his name's Gideon, yes, is also really interested in Aileen's sister. Yes, and Livia. Livia and Livia was ruined by her first love, who died. Yeah, which so, is so tropey. Yeah, Livia got pregnant from her first love, and then he died, and, and then, then she, she miscarried. miscarried. Oh, it is tragic. And so no one would have known that he'd ruined her, obviously, if she hadn't miscarried in a way that like everyone found out about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but this housekeeper, the aforementioned one who had the letter from McKenna, is like the mother figure to both of them. Right. And is very meddling and knows them both better than they know themselves. Right. And now, and of course they have this protective older brother. That would be Marcus Lord Westcliff, who we already have said is the most perfect aristocrat. And so all three of them have grown up with this terribly abusive father and, and basically they sort of don't know what to do with themselves yeah. in a way now that they're not under his thumb anymore right and so they're all trying to figure out they've all been in the habit of protecting each other mm-hmm. but also now Marcus doesn't really know how to be the head of the family because all he's learned is to be a total douche and he's not going to do that. Right. He's not going to do that, but he doesn't know right. how to still protect his sisters, but not be a total overbearing asshole about it. Correct. And so the sisters are there to school him. Yeah. But I, I, I like, I do actually quite like his character development in this book. I do too. So anyway, uh, I think this is a book that Lane and I differ on a little bit. A little. So there's some over the top melodrama. To me, it's partially the melodrama just goes a little too far for mm-hmm. me. But partially what I said before, this is a short novel at best. There are two full-length love stories in it, really. Yeah, that's true. It's just so much is happening that I feel like the character development and motivations aren't really there. Yeah, the, and that's, I mean, th- this is true. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Aline and McKenna's love story is fully developed. No, it's, it's an insane plot for two different relationships crammed into like 200 pages. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's Lane wanted fun. more, I guess. I want, right. Like, <laughs> I could have really gotten into either of these relationships yeah. if either of them had been given the space to breathe. Right. 
And instead, this is just a romp. Yes. Which is fine. It's yes. just, it's, I think it was not what I wanted when I was reading it. Sure. Um, so I let me just mention this. I want to get this out of the way because we're going to start saying this name a lot. The name McKenna. So his name's John. His but... name is John McKenna. And if they called him John or Mr. McKenna, I think I would have been fine. The fact is, since 2004, when this book was published, about... Three million girls in the country, in our good country of the United States of America, were named McKenna. Oh, but it was before then. I was born in 89, and in my elementary school class growing up, we had several McKennas. Yeah. Anyway, I it was very hard for me to get into the book because his name was McKenna. You know? And, and I think... Yes, it's a last name. Yeah, and yeah. Yes, it's a real last name. Yeah, but I think it was supposed to be... He goes by McKenna instead of by John, and it's like supposed to be like more masculine, mm. and instead it became more feminine. Right? Yeah. No, that's so. Fair. Anyway, just FYI, it took it took a little bit away from me, and this is not Lisa Kleypas's fault. No. Um, but I think in 2004, I don't think all those girls who were born in 1989 had become adults yet. No, they would have. You know? Yeah. So I don't think this was in the zeitgeist in the, the way it is way. now um i will say so he as we've said wants revenge on her yes i love i and love she it knows it yeah she's like oh he absolutely hates me yeah he's not here for real like he's not here reasons. for romance he's, he's here not for gonna sex. marry me but if i can convince him to do it that is what i've wanted for 10 years yeah bet your ass i'm gonna do it yeah basically she's like i have wanted to have sex with mckenna <laughs> Forever. Ever. Forever. And if, I'm now celibate by choice yes. because of disfiguring burns. If the only way I'm ever going to get some from McKenna is by him hating me and us having hate sex, I don't care. I'm going to do it. Yep. I'm like 100% fine with that. Like, I loved that. Me too. Because Marcus goes to her and he's trying to be this protective older brother and he's like, I just want you to be really careful. I don't think he's... I, to, uh -huh. use a, to use a bachelor word, I don't think he's here for the right reasons. And she's like... I don't care. No, she's like, no, he's not. She's like, yeah, I know, but you I'm know, not here for the right reasons either. Our our means may be different, but our end <laughs> remains the same, which is hot sex. Hot sex. Um, they, however, she is determined to keep her horrible burns from him. Yes. So I look. I understand that this could be very frustrating and annoying the fact that she's terribly burned and she doesn't so she doesn't want him to pity her and she also doesn't want to repulse him mm -hmm. like she's like he the, she thinks there are two ways this could go way number one he's like oh my god i can't believe i feel so bad for I'm her manipulating this invalid right i she, he pities her and she, and she won't get laid mm -hmm. or he could see it and be like oh my god that's the most disgusting thing i've ever seen and she won't get laid and she wants to get laid, so she's like, you can't, I'm not, I cannot tell him about my legs. But what I find interesting is I know they said she, they recover use, but they're horribly figured. Scars have a texture. They do. It's, but she wears stockings. They wear stockings all the time. But they only go up so high. Are they like the perfect height of her scars? I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know how this plan works. But it does. But it does. <laughs> and... Uh, we'll get into it in sexiness, actually, because I have some theories about it. Um, but so, obviously, Eileen breaking McKenna's heart means McKenna now can't feel. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a stoic but, man who doesn't need nobody. Yeah. To, to be fair-ish, 
This is what he's been telling himself. It's obviously a lie, and he's been lying to himself he for years. He had to make his own way in America, yeah. build himself up from a nothing, yeah. all on the grounds of this one woman's rejection. Yeah. And so he's like, I am cold. I have no emotions any longer. I cannot even feel love or hate. And of course, it's all a lie. And so he starts hanging out with Aline again, and he's like, actually, I have loved her all along. Basically, I have misjudged her. So very quickly, he changes his tune, and I... I have to be honest, I loved it. Yeah, this is one of those things that, like, objectively, yes, I'm glad he changed his tune so soon. Subjectively, a piece of me was like, wait, what? Like, this is where character development sure. would have been great. Sure, but I, I, I just, I loved it so much that I didn't care. Sure. Because I was like, yeah, he's been lying to himself mm -hmm. all these years, and now he's like, oh my god, I've been in love with Aline since forever, the way she has been in love with him. Yeah. And I think he realizes, he does realize very quickly that she sent him away to save him. Mm -hmm. And that it was all, everything she said to him then was, a, in lie. that breakup was a lie. Yep. And um, so then he's like, okay, please, will you be with me? And she, she heartbreakingly sends him away because she thinks he, that he can better. never, that he deserves better and he can never accept her scars. Yeah. Uh, but then her sister's like, look, if you really love him, no, I'm sorry, Marcus, mm -hmm. her brother, says if, if you really love him, then you should go after him. Mm -hmm. Go after what you want. We deserve to be happy in this lifetime. Even if our dad made us think we weren't. Mm -hmm. And so she does. And of course, he's like, how could you, if I were scarred, would it change your feelings towards me? And he, she says, no. And he says, well, how would it change my feelings to you? And she says, you're right. And then they're together. And it's great. Um, like, I, I loved it. I will say that um, I 100% cried when she sent him away. <laughs> You know, Lane is judging me real hard right now. Okay. <laughs> so the other angsty subplot is, as we said, with the sister Olivia. Mm -hmm. So she's given up on love after, you know, her dearly departed first right. love. And now she's like ostracized from society. Yeah. She's ostracized herself. She won't come down even when the family's hosting events. Yeah. And she meets the business partner, Gideon, who is a full alcoholic. He's, he's a full alcoholic. He also has been disappointed in love in his past. Uh, and because of his low station. Because of his low station. But now he's rich. No, no, no. He, he's one of a rich family. The Shaws are a rich family. Thank you. But yes. he was like the, the black sheep. And, and he then his, his father. He just those, but then his his brother died, and now Gideon has had to take on the whole thing. The whole thing, and so he's dealing with a lot of shit in his life. So, and he deals with it all by drinking himself into like a shaking yeah. stupor. I mean, he is an alcoholic. He is an alcoholic. It is not glossed over, and not like recovering. No, like he is fully yeah. got a drinking problem, mm -hmm. and so um, you know, Olivia basically, Olivia basically tells him we're not doing this. You can't get better for me. Yeah. Well, so they, they have a love affair and it's it, with explicit sex. Yes. So they have a love affair. Um, it's hot. It's very hot, but they both enter into it knowing that she's never, she is not going to marry an alcoholic. Yeah. Basically. And then she also says, and she's not going to give him an ultimatum. No, like no. for all that she won't marry an alcoholic, she's not going to be the reason he's sober. Exactly. So she's like, we had a really great time together this is the end. This is it. And they don't communicate for how long? Months. Months. At least months. Maybe even years. Uh, I think it's just months. But Maybe yeah. one year. Anyway, yeah. six months to a year. Mm -hmm. A while. Um, and he does recover. He's now a recover recovered alcoholic. I mean, mm -hmm. he's still... I mean, you are always an alcoholic. He's no longer detoxing. He's, correct. <laughs> and he's not drinking. Mm -hmm. And so he... Th there is a happy ending for them. And I, I did... Obviously, it was oversimplified, but I did like the way 
their relationship was handled. It could have been its own book. Yeah. That's really all my criticism of this boils mm -hmm. down to is it was we talk about Stephanie Lawrence putting like five fifty pages of content yeah. into a six hundred page novel. This is like a four hundred and fifty page novel and two hundred pages of content. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, so offensiveness. I mean, we've already talked about it, but there is child abuse, mm -hmm. emotional abuse, physical abuse on the page. Yes. So you, you see a confrontation with her father that is not only emotionally abusive, but it, it gets physically abusive as well. Yeah, and in both cases, Aline and Livia are paragons of virtue at the time. Yeah. And that's why Olivia's fall from grace is so vilified and why Aline feels so strongly about her scars. And so I think it's not really offensive-ish, but it's just, I think, these are definitely pretty little women on a shelf. Yeah. Who then yeah. are no longer that yeah. and society is like projecting yeah. for it. Which I don't find offensive no, 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 at no, no, all. No. I actually quite, I like that aspect of the book. No, it's. I think it's just, a lot to read two women in such yeah. circumstances in one book. It's depressing. It's it not is. offensive. It's depressing. Yeah. Is there anything else that offended you? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, Marcus is cool. Marcus is cool. McKenna. He, here's the thing with McKenna. He is trying to act like a jerk, but, but he's, he's not really a jerk. And he is so quickly not a jerk that, once again, I didn't feel like I know why he stopped being a jerk. Yeah. He stops being a jerk real fast. Yeah. Because he's not, in my opinion, because he's not really a jerk. He's trying to convince himself to do it. And he can't, because he just loves Aline, because he loves Aline. Is that why you cried? No, I cried because I cried because she sent him away, and it was very emotional. Like old, uh, the second time. The second time. Like old yellow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time, whatever. <laughs> second time, I was like, no, Aline, don't do it. <laughs> You're going to be so sad. Yeah, it was. I was very sad. Did you think this was sexy? Uh, yes. <laughs> this book is extremely sexy. Not only is it sexy, the characters' motivations may be weird about why they want to have sex, but they are very clear about the fact that they do want to have sex. Right. He's like, revenge, I'm going to get what was always mine. And she's like, you're going to get what was always yours. That's right. Let's do this. Um, also, this book manages to have its cake and eat it too, mm -hmm. in that she is a virginal heroine. And in a lot of these historical romances, uh, the sex doesn't end up being like very creative or... I don't want to say creative, but, you know, it happens in a bed and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, I need, okay. I, I mean, is, I would say we rarely yes, read sex in a bed. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm really trying to explain this, but... Location, I, I think while locations can be varied, it is ultimately... It's pretty vanilla. Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm not saying there is it's kinky, because it's not kinky. No. But basically, she's like, I, because... She is scarred and doesn't want him to see her scars. She has to get very creative about their positions and where they have sex. But it also positions makes, and locations. He's so desperate because he's not really thinking about what he's not getting. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So, for example, like their for her first time is up against a tree. Logistically questionable, but good for them. And good. Let's be honest. Good, good for, for the novel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know then like another time she is in her dressing room so not her bedroom um and he's like let's go to the bed and she's like no right here well and even like the sex with Gideon and Livia mm -hmm. which is in a bed and whatever yeah. they are both having sex knowing it's not gonna last but not yes. in, like an angsty way that no. neither of them are talking about yeah but in a like no, we're just real hot for each other. You haven't figured out your life, so this can't last. But, like, 
I'm here fully I'm, consenting knowing what this is. Yeah. It's it's that song, um, Come Tonight Until the Break of Dawn for Tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. We, we had to do some 80s, some, some 90s slash thousands. Do you know that was songs. my high school graduation? No, I'm sorry. Here's to the Night by Eve Six. Oh, I was, was going to say. my high school graduation song. Come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. No, that's what their sex was. Yeah, a little bit. But like in a not like that is not an angsty song. No, it, yeah, it was not angsty. Mm. It was just sort of what it was, and that was a different take. Yeah, like t to have I, a sex scene where somebody knows they're walking out the door, and it's not like a dirty secret that's yeah. depressing them both the yes. whole time. I I will say that Aline and McKenna's sex was pretty angsty sex. It was. But then you, if when you get Livia and get so this is what I'm saying, you get your cake and you get to eat it. You, whatever kind of sex you like, you got it in this book. And I will say this: no matter what is going on with. The characters, the emotions, the plot, and some of that feels very rushed. It's because several pages of hot sex are always prioritized. And so, ultimately... There is no way to, to say that that is a bad choice. No. So, anyway, recommend it. It's fun. Yeah. It's I mean, I, I, I personally really enjoy the over-the-topness, as you know. This is, I think, a good intro to Clapis too. Yeah, I agree. Because she gets a little too angsty in like sexual trauma and she can get a little too over the top in like bad boys mm -hmm. and i think this strikes a good note He's, of like her tropes without her default yes. offensive characters yes mckenna is a good clapis bad boy yes because he's really not they never are i mean they never are but and except for georgiana from the Rules of Scoundrel series, best yeah, bad boy yeah. I've ever read. Yes, but that was not Clayfish either. So. <laughs> I know. Anyway, anyway, we do recommend this book. Very fun. Yes, and very quick. Yeah, quick read as well. So if you have been wondering, eh, should I read Lisa Clapis? Do I want to invest in the Wallflower series? You can start with again the magic and see if you like Westcliff, which Clapis does. <laughs> I can't blame her. I like him too. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening.